He's not here tonight, so I'm going to be a little bit critical. But the proper word is critique. We have some problems in Utah. The actual unemployment rate is 30%. We have a disaster in the Department of Alcohol and Beverage Control. We have underfunded education and badly managed education. We have uh, other problems. Our total tax burden in the state of Utah is number 17 in the nation, which is the upper third. And it's number one in states that are controlled by a Republican government. Now, we need some problem solvers. If you're not a state delegate, and you know a state delegate that's not here, and you didn't get one of my swindle sheets, please go have them go to my website, lanerono.com, and find out what a real problem solver with determination can do. One final parting shot. There's enough, enough oil reserves and oil shale in eastern Utah to solve the funding of education. There is a patent on a process that's environmentally sound. And we need to get on with the business of solving the problems in Utah. Thank you. Vote Lane Ron. Hi, I'm Representative Ken Sumption. The area that I represent is American Fork, the High Saratoga Springs Eagle Mountain. And I often joke with people that uh, as I leave the House of Representatives, since I'm running for governor, that I'm the most irreplaceable representative in the state. Because it's going to take three representatives to replace me. Uh, I represent the largest House seat, larger than over half the Senate seats in the state. It's almost the size of Cash County. But I'd like to first start out and give a public apology to someone here today. Because as happens in politics sometimes, I had a discussion with a lady here today about education, and we both had some pretty firm positions on what we thought. And I made a little comment to her, and I'd like to give her my personal public apology that we didn't read shaking hands, agreeing to disagree. Because I think that's important in politics, that even though we might not always agree on every point, and everything that we should do as a state, but that we always keep our behavior above real approach. Because we gotta work together. We're citizens of the same great state. I've had the opportunity, I was born in Richfield, grew up in Taylorsville, but my business career took me to Silicon Valley, Alabama, and North Carolina. I have literally lived in a circle in this nation. And this state is the greatest state in the United States. We are unique, we have great talent, we have gorgeous outdoors. And as I ran for the legislature six years ago, it was the lands issue that very quickly caught my attention. But it caught my attention through education. As I sat on the Education Committee and understood these little blue dots on the map, 
that are our school trust lands, that we had a real issue in our state and the relationship that we had with the federal government. We went to work as legislators, and myself, Representative Herod, who you've heard speak here today, we passed legislation two years ago on public lands authorizing our state with an appropriation of $3 million to engage the federal government in getting back control of our public lands. Now, I certainly hope the easiest way to do this is to have Congress pass an act and treat us like we, other states east of us have been treated. Now, I'm not too hopeful that that will happen. It would be nice if it would. We need to let good individuals to push that forward. But in the meantime, we as a state need to step forward and take action. Well, this legislation we passed two years ago didn't quite go where we had intended it. So the legislature came back again this session, and we passed another half dozen public land bills with another $3 million. My commitment to you, and I think simply by me running for office, the commitment of the next governor of this state, is that we will act, absolutely take action in federal court over getting back our public lands. Because see, public lands is just a subset of our state sovereignty fight, isn't it? It's just one piece. We have the EPA, we have the Department of Education, we have Intala, we have all kinds of federal laws. Were most of these mandates on us as, as a state? No, they weren't. The federal government handed us money, and we took it. And when we took it, we had to live by their rules. As governor, I will lead us to reduce the federal money that we're taking. You look at my voting record, I've pleaded with my colleagues not to take it. I've pleaded not to take the $100 million and bail out money for education. Because you know what? We're Utahns. We can figure out how to do it on our own without being dependent on the federal government. I can sit here as a politician and say this is going to be a piece of cake. But a leader will stand here and say, you know what, it's going to take some sacrifice and some effort for us to work together, even when we disagree on certain individual points, to make this happen. I appreciate you staying here this evening. I am Representative Ken Sumption, and I'm running for governor. Thank you very much. You guys deserve a medal. I've got to start by saying, where's Hyde Park? All right, shout out to Hyde Park. That's where my parents live. Now, I'm not a newcomer to Cache Valley, but as I was thinking, I love to go to counties and try and figure out the local joke. Now, since I'm not a newcomer and I couldn't think of the local joke myself, I started asking around, what's funny about Cache Valley? Because I couldn't think of anything. And neither could anybody else. There's nothing funny about Cache Valley, except for maybe the way we say Newton. No offense to the Newton guys. <laughs> They're giving me dirty looks now. All right. You know, I will, I'll bring you a joke from somewhere else. I was down in southwestern Utah in Washington County. And I don't know if you guys know about Washington County, but they actually have a reservation down there for turtles. Now, there were four turtles hanging out on the reservation. 
And they decided that they wanted a snack. And so they sent a turtle for snacks. And two days later, the three turtles who stayed behind started to say, where in the world is he? He's so slow. And they heard a little voice from beyond the hill say, if you're going to talk about me, I'm not going to go. <laughs> now, isn't that just like politicians and government? Always heading in that direction, never quite getting there? Fourteen years ago, I came back from an internship at the White House Council on Environmental Quality under Bill Clinton and Al Gore. Now, to make matters worse, I'm an environmental studies major from the University of Utah. I have been steeped in liberal education. It was that experience in Washington, D.C. that so disgusted me with liberal policies on land, fiscal policies, you name it, that got me into Republican politics in the state of Utah. I've been active from the very grassroots level ever since. And I've never looked back. I've never regretted one moment of my political activism. I served in the legislature from 2000 to 2004. And we saw in 2002 that budgets might start going down because of the recession. Now, some of us got together and formed the conservative caucus and tried to combat excessive spending right here in the state of Utah. And we couldn't always win. But when you look at how we perform, everybody likes to talk about how we're the best managed state in the nation, and we are. We have been for decades because we have great people. But I wanted to ask you a question. How's California doing? Good? All right. <laughs> Not so great, right? We like to think. But do you know what the gross public debt in California is? It's about $9,000 per person. Do you know what it is in Utah? About $7,000 per person. They have debt that represents about 18% of their economy. Ours is 16. They have 11% of their population on food stamps. So do we. They spend roughly, as a state government, state and local, about 20% of their economy. We spend 19. Not so much difference. You see, we're the third to the last car on a train speeding for a cliff. And we're proud of the fact that our car looks nicer than everybody else's. Now that is something to be proud of, but we also have to accept reality. Leadership is not taking credit. It's taking responsibility for what we must do to change course. I'm proud of those. I'm proud having been a legislator, actually having voted against my own party's budgets when we spent too much. I voted against three out of four of them until we actually lowered our percentage of spending relative to the economy. Until we made some serious reformations, I'm proud to have sponsored a spending limitations bill with Greg Hughes, who is here tonight, trying to limit how much we spend. In the last few years, we have taken federal stimulus money. We have federalized Utah's education system with the U.S. Department of Education. We have increased budgets by almost a billion dollars in one year. That's not conservatism. If Utah wants to lead the nation as it should, we have to change our behavior right here to not just be a good state, to, be, to become the greatest state in the United States of America to lead us back to prosperity and freedom. Thank you for your time.
to be up here in Cache Valley. I see so many familiar faces. I was a counselor for the Boy Scouts at Camp Lowell. Many of you guys have been at Camp Lowell, Camp Bartlett. I have dear friends and dear memories up there. This is what I do. I make cars. I'm the only guy in the race that actually makes something. It takes raw materials and turns them into products that people actually want to look at. People actually want to hold, put in a garage and maybe look at it. That takes a unique type of person to be able to look at a piece of raw material and turn it into something that somebody wants. You know, I've been doing that for 17 years. 17 years. I've never once missed the payroll. Not once. But I have missed the paycheck. You know what? That's real experience. The experience gets a little deeper when you go home and you face your wife. And you say, you know what? I don't know when I'm going to come home with a paycheck. But she's been a wonderful woman, been with me for 22 years. You know, I'm not going to get up here and tell you things that you want to hear. That's not what businessmen do. I'm going to talk about the things that you really should hear. Maybe our state's not in such great shape as some people will tell you it's in. You know, I have a company that I started in Poland, off in Europe. I built a state-of-the-art factory right here in Provo as well, right here in Utah. How many of you guys heard about the financial situation in Europe? What do you think it's like? It's pretty bad, isn't it? Things going downhill, not looking so good. There's 331 million people in Europe. They have $12.1 trillion in debt. You know what, in the United States, we only have 300 million people. And we're almost 16 trillion in debt. Is there anyone in this room right now who thinks the federal government can keep spending money like they've been spending it? You know, any federal candidate that walks up here, what did they all say to you tonight? They're going to cut the budget. 40% of all of our spending in Utah comes from the federal government. 40%. And every single candidate that walked up to this microphone for federal office said they were going to cut the budget. What's that going to do to us here in Utah? Well, you know, when businessmen look at these things, they look at the budgets, they say, you know what? We better start fixing some things here in the state. 40%? That could cause a lot of pain if they start cutting. This is what I do. I make things. This is a rear door controller. Holds the rear wheel on that car at 200 miles an hour. 12 different pieces, 41 different operations it takes to make this. I looked at that and said, you know what? That's too much. There's got to be a better way. We came up with this. One piece, one part, one operation. It's lighter, it's stronger, it's faster, and it's cheaper. This is eight man minutes. This is eight man hours. You know, we're going to have to have some new ideas for some old problems that we're facing within government. We're going to have to come up with ways to streamline so that we can keep the services of government that we've all come to expect. But we're going to have to deliver them in a more efficient way and in a better way. How about this for a new idea for you? I got a new education program. No new programs. Wouldn't that be nice for the teachers that they could finally teach? Wouldn't it be nice that they could finally spend the time to teach the kids this, you know, that's what we hired them, that's the job we hired them to do? What about Common Core? You know, I'm very opposed to central command and control. 
I've seen enough of that in my life and all the travels I've gone across the world. And I have to tell you, Governor Herbert's a great guy, but I disagree with him on Common Core. See, because what happens in Common Core and no child left behind is the federal government's kind of like a camel that sticks its nose inside your tent. And what happens when the rear end of the camel comes in? You gotta clean up the mess. That's what we've been dealing with in our education. The teachers don't want it, we don't want it, they don't want no child left. Why don't we let this stuff go? Why don't we let it so you guys can teach this tip for the parents? You're the ones who should be responsible for this. Push all this back down to the level right where it belongs. The parents, the teachers, and the principals. my role as governor as your commander-in-chief. If you want to be commanded what to do, don't, don't hire me. I view my role as advocate-in-chief. I will advocate for your freedoms. I'm David Kirkham, and I'm running for governor. Thank you. Good evening. My name is William Skokas. I'm running for governor. My conservative political roots go back well over 40 years. But most of you here, most of the delegates are telling me they have never heard of me before, that they didn't know I was in the race. Well, the reason for that is I got into the race very late because as a regular conservative, I was listening for certain things. I was listening for solutions, things that would protect my family, protect me, and protect the state I live in. When I didn't hear those things, I decided I need to step up and bring some solutions to a lot of the problems that we're about to face. Now, the economy in the state here, as far as I'm concerned, is not as good as it should be. We're now facing an 8.3% jobless rate, which is one of the highest we've ever seen in this state. Utah right now is number two in the loss of blue-collar jobs in the United States. And according to the Department of Corporations, our new business startups have declined over the past five years steadily. We have not been aggressive in going to the top 10 states that have the highest tax rates and trying to bring those businesses here back to Utah. Another thing we haven't done in our economy is follow the example of Texas. Texas is bringing in more new businesses than any state in the country. We need to follow other proven examples. Another issue, federal crack. That's a funny term, but it refers to stimulus. Governor Herbert made a, a very good comment that I really enjoyed. He said it's very easy to get addicted to federal crack. Well, that's true, and we need to wean ourselves off it. He said that on December 9th, but on December 11th, I picked up the Deseret News and saw an article that said Draper Tracks gets $116 million in federal funding. You cannot break a drug problem when the state refuses to go into detox. decades. We're being told that we can't develop a lot of our resources because they're on federal lands. Let me assure you right now, we have enough lands that are available now to get this state and this nation out of a lot of trouble. Lincoln said Utah is the treasure house of the nation. We need to start developing these resources. I just read an article on the way up here that said North Dakota's legislature was surprised now that they've developed their uh, oil shale gas. 
because they this year will put $5.3 trillion in their budget, into their coffers. We can do the same thing. Illegal immigration is the third rail in Utah politics. Right now it's costing us over $450 million a year for illegal immigration. $180 million of that is coming out of our state school budget. We're spending over $6 million a year at the penitentiary housing illegals that have done something to someone in Utah. We cannot sustain this type of bleeding on a continuous basis, otherwise it's going to bankrupt this state. But another problem is we have over 100,000 illegals in this state that we don't know why they're here, where they came from, or what their intentions are. And law enforcement is telling us it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when we're going to have a problem, because we now have the National Security Agency here in Utah, we have Dugway, which still has chemical weaponry, we have the largest Air Force logistics base right here in Utah, and we have a microchip industry. We will eventually have a problem. Education. Education in Utah. We're number 42 in the nation in education quality. We have some of the best teachers in the United States. Why are we 42? Because the teachers and the students are not getting what they need. The money is not coming from the bottom up. It's coming from the top down. We're dealing with an education system that is the second biggest bureaucracy only to the state government. And we need to find a way to make sure that money gets to the teachers and the students first. State board has no accountability either to the governor or to the legislature. Once they get your check, they're off and running with it. Now, I'm just going to tell you some simple things. If you believe that you're better off than you were four years ago, very good. If you don't have a problem with the jobless rate that I've mentioned, or the loss of blue-collar jobs, or the fact that we're still taking stimulus money, or the fact that you're paying $4 a gallon for gasoline now, and if you don't have a problem with the immigration issue, then your choice is clear. But if you're looking for bold leadership, and I'll bring that from the energy industry, because I'm a businessman, and I'll bring that type of leadership to Utah. My name is William Skokas, and I'm running for governor. Thank you very much.
can be empowered. And we use that risk-reward we call capitalism here to our benefit. We cut taxes. We flatten the rate. We've gone through done a complete overhaul of our business regulations in the state, finding out that we had 368 of them that had no public purpose, was, was all they were was a drag on the economy. With help of your good legislators, this past legislature says not only we get a tax cut again, but we removed 368 regulations off the books that were nothing but a drag on our economic expansion. That's created a fertile field that's produced great results. Again, our unemployment rate is gone from 8.3 down to 5.7. We're not happy that it's only 5.7, but that's a turnaround. We're going in the right direction, creating 36,000 jobs a year now. We have Steve Forbes that says the best state in America for business. We have people out there that are saying, you know, I feel good about risk reward in Utah because of the stable environment that we have here in the state. Education, a contentious issue. I decided that we bring the contention together. I created the Governor's Education Excellence Commission, bringing people with different points of view and saying, let's get together and talk about it. We can no longer afford to fight and poll and say you're right and I'm wrong and vice versa. It's time for us to pull together. There's a lot of room in the sandbox to play. And we've done that. We've created 16 initiatives with different points of view, all voting on unanimously, passed on to the legislature, and all of the one has been passed and approved by our great legislature. We're doing things better and turning around education with more collaboration, more cooperation. And because we've had economic growth, We've had money to put into education in ways we haven't done in the past. Now, let me just talk about energy. It's tied to public lands. Uh, we're doing some great things with the public lands and rural affairs. Talk to your local uh, uh, farmers and ranchers and see what they think about the Herbert administration. Talk to Mike Noel, who's been a firebrand for down in King County, taking on the federal government on public lands, has said Governor Herbert has done more in the two and a half years he's been governor than the previous 12 years combined. That's let us have energy opportunities here. We've had a 10-year energy plan we've never had before. And just last week, uh, we had an additional 3,700 wells that have been approved here out in Unit Basin. About $3.5 billion of additional capital will be invested in our state. Again, helping us keep energy costs down, creating jobs in rural Utah, and creating opportunity along the Wasatch Front. Uh, I'll just mention two last things. Efficiency in government. Do you know that today we have 22,000 plus approximately uh, state employees? You have to go back to the year 2000 to find fewer laborers in state government than that. We are more efficient. We have 600,000 more people in our state. We're doing it better, leaner, more efficiently than ever before. Now look, uh, every measurable way you find people say Utah is doing well. There are a few naysayers out there. Most of them tend to be running for governor against me today. <laughs> I'm here to tell you, don't take any of us are working for. Look at all Johnson. You talk to your chamber of commerce here. You talk to your local businesses. You talk to your teachers, your superintendents, your school boards. Ask them what to do. Talk to the Fortune 500 companies that are coming to Utah. Talk to Steve Forbes. Talk to Arthur Laffer. Reagan's economic advisor says the best economic outlook in the nation is now Utah. And I believe when you talk to people outside, talk to your legislators about the budget, you'll find there's consensus out there that says the best choice for governor in this election is the governor. Thank you very much.
we have a few more speeches left. So we will now have the Attorney General, candidates John Paul, Sean Reyes, and I'm going to announce the state auditor as well, Don Newell and Austin Johnson. Johnson. The agenda has been already approved and passed, and we will continue with the time allotment. This is a party group. Um, Lane left. He dated a dairy princess. I married a dairyman's daughter, and she is tough, and she's still here, too. Uh, I'm glad to say there's a candidate here, and I'm glad to be able to hear from them. And I will keep my remarks really short. Uh, John Swallow is running for the Attorney General. I've watched John from a distance. I've seen our Attorney General Shirtlove bring him into the office from the private sector where he worked in private business and industry. And he knows that side of things. He's also been state legislator for six years in our volunteer legislature. He knows how things work. I've also watched him as he stepped in in the time where our Attorney General's been ill. He stepped up to the plate, he's led. I've watched him take on issues that are important to us as cash County citizens. I've watched him get into the legislature when there are bills that concern us in public safety. He went to work to defeat those bills and to get them uh, off of uh, the agenda of our legislature. Um, I see him as he's talked law enforcement. He's a true conservative. I've seen him talk to groups who aren't real gun right activists or uh, advocates. He believes in the Second Amendment. He believes in the Constitution. He believes in conservative principles and will stand up for those even if he was before a group that wasn't popular. I appreciate that in John Swall. I appreciate him fighting Obamacare. I mean, he's just recently returned from the hearings back in Washington, D.C. before the Supreme Court. He understands the issues that face us as citizens. He will work hard to keep the state of Utah safe and lead as the chief law enforcement officer of the state. And I appreciate him being here tonight. And uh, I'll thank you. It is tremendous to be with you this evening. I know the night is long. I appreciate you, James, and introducing me tonight. Uh, one thing I can say about Cash County is you have wonderful people. You have an outstanding county attorney. And then one thing I want to say for him, he has outstanding judgment in this race. <laughs> you know, um, as we drove into the valley, I grew up on a farm in a beautiful spring valley, Nevada. And driving into this valley, looking at the beautiful fields and, and the wonderful valley and knowing the beautiful people that are here, just felt like I was coming home. It was great to be here with my daughter, Katie, who just returned from a mission a week ago. Katie, you stand up and maybe get a round of applause. She's been a great helper to me. You know, as we campaign around the state, we, we meet a lot of interesting people. And a nice person came to me a few weeks ago and she said, you know, John, I really like the fact that you're in the Attorney General's office, you're leading the fights for control and access to our public lands. I like the fact that you've been back on the hearings of the Supreme Court on Obamacare, we're going to win that case. And she said, you know, I'd vote for you if you were a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> I am a lawyer, I've been a lawyer 21 years, I've been Chief Deputy two and a half years. And I want to share with you a principle that I think is very important. Our nation was founded under a constitution where we know that the federal government was never designed to govern us. They were designed to protect our rights and freedoms so the states and the people could govern us under the concept of dual sovereignty. And I explain it this way. 
In our home, we have real sovereignty as well. My wife and I are good sovereigns. I have supremacy in the garage. <laughs> she has supremacy over the rest of the house. And that's the way it should be with our government. We need an attorney general who will stand on the wall and keep the federal government from parking cars in the living room, leaking oil in the kitchen, and driving through the master bedroom. And that is what I will do as chief deputy. I've done a chief deputy, and that is what I'll do as the attorney general of the state of Utah. You will elect me to be your attorney general. Now, thank you. Now, we talked about what's happened in Washington, Obamacare. No one gave us a chance when we started, but we weren't faced. We put together a strategy, and we went to Florida, and we beat Obama in Florida. We beat him again, we left some certain court of appeals, and just last week we went to Washington, D.C., and I predict we're gonna win again in June, and we're gonna drive Utah's golden spike right through the heart of that unconstitutional law, and I'm proud to be in Utah, I'm proud to fight for you, God bless you, and bless your vote, bless you, you One thing, you need to ask yourself one question in this race. Do you want the people who are leaving the office of the Attorney General to continue to lead on these fights for federalism, for access to public lands, and to keep our families safe. I ask you for your support. I pledge to you, I will give it my all. I'm prepared to leave, and I ask you your support. And God bless you, Cash County. Thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen of Cash County, my name is Sean Reyes, and I'm running to be Utah's next Attorney General. The Office of Attorney General plays a significant role every day in our lives, and it is critical to protect our families, and to protect our freedoms, and to protect our lands and our liberties, and I'm the candidate most qualified for the job. I spent my entire 15-year legal career here in the state of Utah, defending Utah citizens, defending Utah businesses. In 2006, I was named Utah's Young Lawyer of the Year. In 2008, I was named the top young lawyer in the United States. I was a partner at the state's largest law firm, Parsons, Bailey, and Latimer, where for 14 years I handled some of the largest cases, not just here in the state, but on a national level. I have fought the federal government, and I have fought against large corporations that threaten Utah citizens, that threaten Utah businesses, that threaten Utah residents. By the time when the EPA came into our state, and on trumped-up charges of the Clean Water Act, they tried to shut down a good corporate citizen, one that employs thousands of Utahns, contributes millions of dollars to our tax base. And not only that, they tried to shut down plants throughout the United States. They tried to extract an exorbitant fine of tens of millions of dollars, and most egregiously, they wanted to put our plant manager and our general manager, good, hard-working, blue-collar, honest men, into prison for the rest of their lives, even though there was no impact to the environment. This was the EPA and the Environmental Crime Section of the Department of Justice. And my trial team, we battled them in federal court, in front of a federal judge, under federal law. And after several years, we beat them and sent them packing back to Washington, D.C. without any fines, without anything getting shut down, and with no good men going to prison. Ladies and gentlemen, that's what we need in an attorney general. We need a fighter, not just somebody who's willing to fight, or somebody that says he will fight, or someone who takes credit for a fight, but someone who has fought again and again and again throughout his entire career and had success consistently. We also need a leader for the state of Utah, someone with the skill, 
and the judgment and the experience to lead people, to lead lawyers in particular, to great success, to lead Utah. Ladies and gentlemen, I am that fighter, I am that leader, and I'm that lawyer. I'm not a politician, I'm not a career lobbyist, career candidate, or campaign fundraiser. What I am is a career lawyer. And with your help, and when elected, I commit to you that I will stand up and fight to protect our families from violent crimes like gangs and drugs that are proliferating our state now, coming up to the corridor and our poorest border that the cartels bring. I will fight to protect those families, our families, against predators on the internet or in the streets. I will fight to protect us from the criminal fraud, the Ponzi schemes that rob our state of billions of dollars a year and to destroy too many of our lives. And I will also fight to keep families together. Today in the state of Utah, we have the state overreacting in its efforts to protect children. Let me say, crimes against children are the most heinous crimes. But as an overreaction to that, they are prematurely displacing children from their families, taking them away temporarily or even permanently. That is my commitment to help protect the family will also help protect the business environment. I think small business is the true lifeblood of our economy. And while I'm protecting families and the business environment, I will protect our state. We need to fight back. We need more local control. First, in the arena of federal, of federal lands. Now, if you listen to the liberal media, they are perpetrating a number of myths. One, that we want to pillage the land. If we take it over as a state, we'll destroy it. That's not true, don't believe that. We want to keep pristine lands. We want to keep multiple use access for hiking and fishing and, and motorized vehicle access, but we need access for reasonable development. They also say that we cannot win this fight, that we must not fight. But ladies and gentlemen, a win to me is doing anything other than what we've done in the past, which is ask permission and getting our hands slapped. We must fight, we will fight, and we will win, and I will help you lead in that fight. We will also fight back against the federal government because I'm tired of them telling us how to educate our children, how to run our businesses, what to do with our guns, what to do with our gold. Ladies and gentlemen, you need a fighter, a leader, and you need a lawyer. That's what you're hiring when you vote for attorney general. Hire me, Sean Reyes, Utah's next attorney general. I ask for your support. God bless you. Thank you very much. Hi, I'm John Noodle, running for state auditor. Yes, it's that high profile race everybody's talking about. <laughs> but I currently serve in the House of Representatives. It's my privilege to work with your great Cache County delegation. So give them a quick round of applause. They do a great job. Of now, I'm a businessman who understands what it means to make a payroll, who understands who pays the taxes in this country and the burden it places on businesses and families. When I entered the legislature 10 years ago, I've been a tireless advocate, proving myself, defending the taxpayers time and time again in the legislature. Now you might ask why am I running for auditor? I view the state auditor as supposed to be the constitutional watchdog for the taxpayers. And too often, time and time again, the major issues have come out of the legislative auditor general's office. The ball has been dropped when it came to the state auditor. Too often, the legislature has had to work around the state auditor's office to bring accountability. And there doesn't exist a relationship between that office and the legislature. So the ability to bring forward change that needs to take place doesn't exist. I'm running to bring that accountability to the taxpayers. 
to improve what happens with the financial audits. I'm running to start to implement performance audits to measure the efficiency and effectiveness of the programs that the legislature puts in place. Because the legislature needs more independent oversight of the programs they create so we don't get bureaucratic waste that takes place. In business, I've been a disruptor. In the legislature, I've been a disruptor. I want to bring accountability to bureaucrats. I want to bring accountability so the taxpayers know that their money isn't being wasted. I don't want to waste your time. I don't want to waste your money. I know it's late. I'm John Dibble, running for State Auditor. Utah means a watchdog in the State Auditor's office. Thank you very much. Hi, my name is Austin Johnson. I'm currently serving as your State Auditor. If I was going to compare what we've been doing over the last three weeks to a movie, I would call it The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. The good is we get to travel all over the state and meet a lot of great people. The bad is we've been living on fast food for three weeks. <laughs> the ugly is I can give every one of these speeches you heard tonight. <laughs> except, except for doves. This is brand new tonight, and I really liked it. If I was doing awards for speeches, I'd give up the award tonight. That was super. Um, about the state auditor's office. First of all, I gotta tell you, I love cash flow. I met my wife here. Uh, after I got out of the Navy, uh, I came up here to go to school in Utah State, and I met my wife in a music appreciation class up here. We've been married for 35 years. And uh, uh, so I owe Cash Valley a lot. She was born in Preston. She told me she was 10 years old before she, she knew she wasn't living in Utah. Uh, when, when she took Idaho history class in school, she realized that she was in the wrong place. Um, but, but I love this place. You know I have the knowledge to do this job because I graduated from Utah State with a degree in accounting. Uh, I'm a CPA, so you know I have the professional credentials to do this job, which is to audit the financial statements in the state of Utah. And I've been your state auditor for 17 years, and so you know I have the experience to do this. Now, you've all played team sports, and you know that in order for a team to win, every player has to play their position. If you don't play your position, things are going to go bad and you're going to lose. Now there are a lot of auditors in the state of Utah. There are tax auditors that do nothing but audit people and businesses to make sure their taxes are paid right. There are Medicaid fraud auditors who do nothing but audit doctors and dentists and hospitals to make sure that the people who are receiving Medicaid are qualified, are qualified to receive those services and those billings are correct. There are performance auditors under the direction of the Legislative Auditor's Office, and all they do is performance audits. That's what they're supposed to do constitutionally. Constitutionally, the state auditor is the auditor of financial accounts in the state. We audit the financial statements. We are the state's CPA firm, if you will. Just like any business that prepares financial statements, the state prepares those financial statements. It's the proof that this state is worthy of its AAA bond rating in the best managed state because that puts the numbers out there for those bond raters to look at when, they, when they're evaluating the state. Now, I don't play those other positions. I play my position. So that this state, as a state, is as well managed as it is. We provide the oversight that's necessary to do our job. Now, I do some performance audits. I do the I-15 core project. I'm currently looking at the 10th View High School issue. 
We do performance audits when they're necessary and they have a financial basis for us to do. I also have run a fraud hotline in my office where any citizen in this state can call into my office where they, where they see fraud, waste, and abuse. And we will investigate those issues and we've, we've done a number of those. We've done hundreds of them since I've been a state auditor. We've recovered millions of dollars from the state by auditing local governments mainly in, in that role. That's how I do my watchdog responsibility. You, you are my eyes and ears out there. When I hear people, I gave this talk up in, uh, in Daggett County and I had a lady come up after me and she says, I need to talk to you. I know some stuff that's going on and you need to fix it. And I said, call me. And she did. And we are looking into it now. So you, you are the people who put us on the things that help the state maintain its, its range, not only at the state level, but the local governments. We spend a lot of time working with local governments. I've worked with Tamara Stones here for probably over 20 years, your, your county auditor, uh, helping Cache County to uh, make sure that their budgets are right, and make sure that the accounting is right, and training all, all over the state, and, and learning from them, uh, the great uh, people that there are in this county, the things that they do. I've received the endorsement of Lyle Hilliard, your senator up here. He is the appropriations chair in the Executive Appropriations Committee. He's the one that, does, that sets the state's budget and does those appropriations. He has confidence in me and that my experience is, my experience is what's needed in the state auditor's office to, to do that audit work at the level that it needs to be done. I would appreciate your support. Uh, my name's Austin Johnson. I'm running for state auditor. I'm currently serving as your state auditor. Thank you very much. We will now have a speech by our National Committeeman. We have Don Diamond and Bruce Huff, if he's still around. They'll, they'll do three minutes. Hello, I'm Don Diamond, and I would like to represent you to the Republican National Committee as your National Committeeman. I love, I love being up here in Logan. My mother's from Logan, and I have degrees from a bachelor's and an MBA from Utah State. Um, season ticket home for football. And if you catch me in a good mood, I'll even do the Scotsman for my co-workers. <laughs> I want to be our national committeeman because I, Reagan once said that it was morning in America. And I believe it can be morning in America again if we will return to the principles that made us great. Principles which are found in our U.S. Constitution and principles which are found in the Republican Party platform. I, as a father of five children, I know that a strong Republican Party committed to its core principles is essential to the future of our children. This is why I work so hard for our party, to promote our principles and ensure we stay true to what we believe in. The future, what can we have seen in this election, both nationally and local, is all the anti. I believe we the Republicans need to promote more of what we stand for, what we believe in. So we can not only defeat Barack Obama, which is important, but we can create a Republican majority for years to come so our children can enjoy the fruits of freedom that Republican government committed to principle will bring them. So I'll let you know what I believe in. For 13 years, I've represented Davis County on the State Central Committee and have served in a number of other leadership positions at both the state and county level. During that time, I have always sought to put grassroots Republicans such as yourself first and to promote the principles of our party. For 11 years, I have written the grassroots report. You can find it at utahgrassroots.org. And for six years, we have been chairman of the grassroots organization. We, have, we believe in financial discipline here in the state and also in ensuring that our elected officials protect our God-given rights. We want to ensure that our governor and legislature not only talk the talk, but walk the walk. 
I believe that we, as protecting all of our rights, including our most fundamental right, the right to life. When some are applying for ballots on our presidential ticket, in 2000, I went before the state convention and we passed a resolution calling for our presidential nominee to pick only a pro-life vice president. When some are applying for more gun controls in the state, I went before the state central committee and state convention and we passed resolutions calling for no more gun control laws. In 2004, I led the effort in Davis County to pass Amendment 3, which protects traditional marriage. I will bring that same passion for the Republican Party because I believe in our principles, and I believe that we can be great, and we can return this nation to be great once again. I would encourage you to go to my website at dongyman.com, that's D-O-N-G-U-I-M-O-N.com, to learn more about me and my vision for the Republican Party. I thank you for your service. Thank you, and have a good evening. I just had to go visit that other place here after drinking a couple bottles of water earlier tonight. So I didn't sit up here. I, you guys are you guys are real men up here. Um, it's great to be back up in Cache County. I, I love coming up here as well. Uh, I can't pander as well as Don did on all the USU stuff, but my son did graduate in finance from USU, my oldest son. And uh, we, we enjoyed the, uh, he enjoyed his experience here, and we enjoyed having him here. Uh, I'm the National Committee man. I've uh, served one term. I'm uh, seeking re-election. You know, Don and I, and there are some other fellows in the, in the race as well, we're, we're Republicans. Now, my guess is, is that we agree on at least eight out of ten issues in this party, maybe more. Uh, so ideology, I don't think, is going to be a big, big challenge. Uh, we believe in those very same principles. Was the thing that Don said, I don't believe in. Uh, but the thing about the National Committee man is, it's a management job. That's actually the job. The job, if you read the rules of the Republican Party, is that the National Committee people, and there's three from each state, the National Committee man, the National Committee woman, and the state chairman, from each state and the six territories, that's 168 if you're doing your math. Our job is to manage the Republican National Committee. Well, that's been my career. Besides managing the state party when I was the chairman uh, and leading it in 1991 to 95, uh, I started three businesses. I've managed uh, multi-million dollar enterprises. Guess what? The Republican National Committee is a multi-million dollar enterprise. We raise and spend hundreds of millions of dollars with the express purpose of electing Republicans. That was my job as chairman, it's been my job as a national committee man, and those are the things I do. I've helped the national party be better managed. And you can go to my website, or my uh, uh, emails that I send to the state delegates, and you'll find that information. Uh, the most important reason I'm running and why I spend my own money to do this uh, at all the meetings is because the most important thing we can do as a party, and my role in it as well, is to make Barack Obama a one-term president. And I hope you'll join me in supporting our next president of the United States, Mitt Romney, who's a good friend and one whose finance committee I've served on for the last uh, two elections. So thank you very much. I uh, look forward to seeing you. 
at the state convention. How many of your state delegates here tonight? Thanks for staying and sticking it out. Really, let's go home and have a good night's rest after you get some results. Thank you. First of all, I also prior to going to college, well, thank you for being here. And guess what? Your job's not done with the county delegates. You get to meet again next year in the same meeting for very important purposes of electing the party leadership. So we want you this place to be filled up again a year from now. And also, we'll call upon you to help out with our floats and things during the summer.